Inconceivable, a game of nerdery and nonsense, trivia and tribulations. Now let's join our panelist and your host, Dan Morin. Thank you. Thanks. Welcome to Inconceivable, a game that tests two teams' knowledge of the nerdy, useless, and obscure. To my right is Team One. We were shocked, nano-shocked, that she was game for another round. Casey Alexander. When we invited him back, he told us we will kangaroo the day, courtesy Chen. I didn't write that. And to paraphrase a classic, they're lost and they're found, and their hunger makes the wolf Alex Wells. <laughs> Who is captaining Team One? Uh, Captain Alexander, reporting for duty. Holding your hand up works really great on a podcast, by the way. <laughs> My hand. Yeah, by the is way, you are up. wearing the jacket. So. I am, yeah. And to my left is Team Two. He's not a doctor, but that doesn't stop him from putting on a good medicine show. Eric Scott Fischel. <laughs> She's wicked as they come and the perfect weapon, so we had to convince her not to kill the farm boy, Delilah S. Dawson. <laughs> And when we asked him what he called that hairstyle, he just looked at us and said, windswept. <laughs> Adam Rakunis. How long have you been working on that one, Dan? All right, I'll come back to it. Uh, who's captaining Team 2? Uh, that, that's me. All right, that's Delilah. Delilah. Oh, yes. oh, it is on. Wait, wait, what? What is Delilah? <laughs> All answers must not be phrased in the form of a question. A Alex would not be happy. <laughs> uh, as a reminder, correct okay answers are worth 10 points each with partial credit decided by me and our scorekeeper, Glenn Fleischman. We're going to start this off with round one. Yes, you can applaud the yeah, scorekeeper. Shamelessly pander to the scorekeeper. You, you know, the audience does not actually get a score. Sucking up to him is not going to do you any good. I don't think you're the scorekeeper. Oh, yeah. 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 Careful. Don't anger the scorekeeper. That's really dangerous. Do not taunt the scorekeeper. Do All right. Round one is a game called Rhythm Section Want Ad. Lots of TV shows and movies have featured songs inside the works themselves. I'm going to give you a clue. You're going to identify the name of the song, for which you will earn five points, and the show or movie in which the song is found for another five. And, of course, for a bonus two points, you're going to sing a few bars. <laughs> Only if you want to. Um, can we do you just it? want the title of the song, or do you need the artist? Yeah, don't need it. Well, so, this is going to be songs specifically, like, sung within the world of oh, the world. Okay. Oh, okay. Right? So, not the soundtrack, but, like, okay. things like the characters are either oh. hearing or singing right, in some okay. way. Okay. Right. So as an example, if I gave you the clue, a song for when you're looking for your ancestral home with 12 of your most <laughs> hirsute companions, the answer would be Far Over the Misty Mountains Cold from The Hobbit. Okay. Okay. You could sing it if you wanted to, or I could sing it because it's the example. <laughs> I, I can do a pretty mean How many there, points though? do you get for that, Sam? Uh, I get all the points for that. Thank oh, no. you very much. Right. Do, do you want the movie or the cartoon version? <laughs> A bite your tongue. You know, bite it whatever you feel like. Right I'm mean, going to let that one up to you. All right. We're going to start with Case. Figures. A song for when you and your friends are trying to figure out why you're all singing, and you blame cute little mammals. And you can consult with your team. Please feel free. Cute little mammals? 
What are cute little mammals? <laughs> I don't. Baby, baby okay, repeat it for me. Sorry, I got hooked on the, the mammals part. A song for when you and your friends are trying to figure out why you're all suddenly singing and you blame cute little mammals. The, the audience is super excited by this. I feel oh. like that would be from, is it Enchanted? No, 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 no. no. TV show. Did you say TV show and movies? It could be TV show or movies, yes. Okay. okay. It's a TV show. I think I know the answer, but I'm gonna I'm trying to help you. Here. No, we're not <laughs> are we are we supposed to talk? You can you can absolutely confer with your team and your yeah, team can answer. It's totally fine. Like, like, this is a team. You guys so you guys we, are a team. So we're gonna talk. Dude, talking off mic, really good for podcasts again. On the air here. Okay. Yeah, you're all good. Like right, Buffy, like right? Buffy? Smartest. It could be bunnies. Oh, uh, I've actually never watched Buffy in the <laughs> Oh. You're fired. <laughs> you can't fire me, no. I quit. <laughs> you're the captain. <laughs> you're going down with are, this ship. Are you like what do you think, Alex? I I, I think that sounds valid because I had no other ideas, so I'm gonna agree with you. Buffy, what's it what's it called? Do we know? I think it's just called it could be bunnies. <laughs> I've got a theory. Do you do you know the it song? It could be bunnies. Do you know the song? Can you yeah, sing it, Curtis? Or uh you're doing a good spoken word rendition. I've got a theory. It could be bunnies. <laughs> Excellent. Nice. More nice words nice. after that. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna call that I'm gonna call that ten points. Hey. Yeah. All right. yeah. Curtis saving my ass again. <laughs> Yeah. Are we missing a ding? Because I'm so close. I forgot I had my belt. Whoa. Yeah. I, I packed it and everything. I thought you were going to go for snacks for oh, us. Yeah, I'm wow. so, like super hungry for yeah, Did you, so you, yeah, you need to sing it again? Two ben, yeah, two bonus points, but we'll make, let's make the official sound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, by, by the way, did, Dan, did you ever introduce yourself? Yeah, Glenn introduced me. Okay. But, yeah, I'm the host. Everyone knows who I am. Uh, yeah, I know, He's I know. This guy and he doesn't know where I don't know where to put is. this, though. <laughs> All right. All right, so that was 12 points, I think, because he did sing it and, it, and it was an excellent rendition, Curtis. Thank you. Beautiful. All right. Uh, Eric, a song for when you discover you're secretly a robot. That's it? Yeah. <laughs> Does that happen a lot to you? Or? He sings that every Have day. Have you met him? Every morning. What was the decision on cursing? <laughs> Do it. Can you bleep yourself? Do it. Um, I'm thinking it might be Here I Am, Rock Me Like a Hurricane. <laughs> Team? I mean, all I can think of is I think I'm a clone now by Weird Al Yankovic. That's definitely not it. Um, I, I just got the Humans Are Dead by uh, from the Concords. <laughs> Secret robots. Is that ringing any bells? What are, is this like the, down, David. the girl on Small Wonder suddenly having like a puberty problem? <laughs> <laughs> Think I'm a robot. Why am I wearing this dumbass dress? <laughs> is there is there a silent song? <laughs> I mean, there is, but it doesn't have a name. You're just kind of wandering through like a thing, and then you find Captain Ty, and you're like, what the hell? Yes, G. Maybe? Is it from Battlestar Galactica? It is from Battlestar Galactica. Right. That's five points. That's five points, team. Yeah. The only one I could think of is there's that opera that that Baltar is listening to as he's surrounded by all the samples. And then the, all I remember is that the lyrics are like, by the way, your girlfriend's a toaster. But <laughs> that's got to be worth, worth at least one point for I, that. You know, we'll get, the, the scorekeeper can make that decision. I could sing, I think I'm a Cylon. <laughs> Very similar words. I think I'm a Cylon. <laughs> I have a plan that falls apart in season four now. I think I'm a Cylon. There's at least five of me. There could be one more. <laughs>
That's got to be worth 15 points. I think you're some points there. I, I think this is how operas get started, but I think I think they should get five plus two, don't you think? That was a lot of singing. I, I agree. I agree. I will give them a seven. solid a solid seven points. Does anybody on the other side happen to know this one? Was it the Jimmy All Along the Watchtower? It is. It's All Along the Watchtower plays when they just, the last Cylon, spoiler, discover. <laughs> For a show that's how old? Yeah. All right. So seven points there. Nicely, nicely done. Uh, all right, you Curtis. Send me. Oh, me. That's oh, me. Like a hurricane. <laughs> yeah, sure. The answer to all of these questions is "Rock Me Like a Hurricane." <laughs> Curtis, uh, a song for when you're blown away that the entire world around you is just amazing. What? Ah. So, so, um, wait. What? <laughs> <laughs> do you do you know this one? I, it's, it, you're it blown away. Popped into my head, but I'm trying to. Can you can you repeat the question, Dan, please? A song for when you're blown away that the entire world around you is just amazing. Just amazing. I'm blown away that the entire world around me is just amazing. Okay, I uh, see all you th- of you uh, d- d- facepalmed. D- 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 you're not up here. <laughs> wait, wait, so what do you think, D- Alex? Case? Uh, it's, uh, uh, can you read it? Uh, uh. <laughs> no, can you describe it? I'm trying to remember <laughs> what the hell. <laughs> okay. Uh, do, you, do you have an idea where it's here. from? It's blown, there. Blown it's n- it's not. Everything is awesome from the Lego Movie. <laughs> oh yeah. I knew it was right there. Can you give us a couple bars? Silver pipes, please. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. Everything is awesome. Then and then no one remembers the lyrics after yeah. that. So yeah, that's fine. No, yeah. When you leave, yeah. it's something something dream. It just repeats for a while. Yeah. All right. That was that was twelve points. Well done. See, this is what happens when you work on a te- when you're part of a team. When you're part of a team. Teamwork. Yeah. Right here. Teamwork. All right, Delilah. Delilah. A song for discovering a hidden underground passage, reputedly created by two lovers with earth magic. <gasps> <laughs> Okay. Can, totally contain know. yourself, Adam. <laughs> or don't. That's or no, cool. you're on the same team, so you can. Yes. Yes. You know it. All I can hear is little soldier boy. No, it's not. <laughs> That's not it. Secret tunnel through the mountain. Everyone, secret, 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 secret tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> Twelve right. points. Well done. What was it from? <laughs> that is from Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah. Oh, of course. Of the episode oh, where they discover the secret so, tunnel, <laughs> and they sing the secret tunnel song. It's been so long. Alex, oh God. a song that's appropriate for a wedding. Oh come! Are on. you fucking serious? <laughs> that the whole thing. That's a really bad wedding song. Just you that, know. that is that's. Oh, that's game fucking that's game serious. Of, like, oh, game of Thrones. Really? Why the, the am I doing this? Yeah, say it again for me. <laughs> Too soon, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it. Ten I mean, points. I'm sorry. The sound. It, I can't replicate the sound of screaming and swords like ins- being inserted into people's bodies with my voice. Kalila <laughs> 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 can't apparently. So. No, no, please. Does anyone know how to? Does anyone know how it goes? Yeah, I know. That's a tough one. <laughs> okay, I have a confession. I have literally never watched Game of Thrones or read it. I just know about it because I'm on Twitter. Because cultural <laughs> yeah. memes, right? Yeah. Also, yeah. um... Oh, shit, I was going to say something. <laughs> I, I think it should be, it's a nice day to start again. It's a nice day for a red wedding. <laughs> All right, give him 11 for that one. 11 points. <laughs> I, I just know it had Our Lady of Soundtracks involved. I don't know. <laughs> Adam, a song for celebrating the overthrow of an authoritarian government... And destroying its super weapon. 
Is it Yub Nub the Ewok song? <laughs> fucking want it, alright. Yub Nub. Only because I want to make Yub Nub. And then you have the Stormtrooper helmets. Yub Nub Nub. And then you give everyone a medal except Chewbacca because you're an asshole. Uh, I, I really, still. I really just wanted to make Adam sing it that lingers. song. So, and then can you give me the, the movie, the exact movie for that one? It's Return, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, you got it. All right. Oh, I'm sorry, you're Adam. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> my captain, you're, you're taking. Uh, and I will accept Yub Nub. Technically, it's called Ewok Celebration, but that's so much worse. Who the title, hell? Right? Yeah. Such so colonialist. Yub Nub needs Ewok. <laughs> yeah, right? everybody knows any Ewokies, right? All right, now we've reached the end of round one. Thank okay. you, Glenn. Tell us about the scores. It's surprisingly close. You might have thought. It will be further apart, but Team 1 has 35 points, and Team 2 has 31. Booyah, in your face, Fischl. Don't call it a comeback. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's not like you've been here for years. (laughs) All right, I'm going to short-circuit this and go to round two. Round two is the first of our fake-off rounds, in which Team 1 must find the liar. Team 1, you get to bid between 1 and 10 points on the following category. Uh, if you get the correct, if you guess the correct definition of this word, you get that number of points. If okay. you don't, okay. you lose that number of points. Okay. Uh, your category is technological devices. Yeah, they're super broad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the category was extremely helpful. Thank you. <laughs> so, if this were Final Jeopardy, we would bid four points, but it's not. So I have no idea. <laughs> what, what is what, the what should we do, rate? Captain? I, I feel. I feel like this is above my pay grade to make the decision, so I will defer to my captain. All right, so uh, explain to me what we're doing again. It's 6.45, and I haven't had a drink. Did you briefly black out? Is that I what did, happened? I did. Yeah, I was still singing the Ewok celebration <laughs> colonialism song. So basically, just give me a number between 1 and 10. It could be any number. Uh, you know, your 3, your 7, whatever you feel comfortable Your 3. <laughs> if you're, uh, if let's you're, do 10. Okay, so 10 will be added to your score. If you're correct, it will be subtracted from your score. If you're Got that. All right. Okay. Big stakes. Let's do 10. Big stakes. They're going big. All right. Go ham or go home. 10 points on the line here. The word in question is G-jaw. J-E-E-J-A-H. And let's get our first definition from Eric. The G-jaw, as everyone knows, is from Neil Stevenson's book, Anathema. It is a handheld communication device that's also used for media playback and communication, obviously. <laughs> Could be that. Could be something else. Delilah, what's a G-Jaw? Well, I mean, as, as you know, Dan, especially if you've read these Star Wars visual dictionaries, a G-Jaw is a Jawa weapon. Uh, it's kind of like a Jawa taser, and it handles like both robots and sentient life forms. Uh, okay. All right. So we've got a personal communication device, a taser-like weapon. Adam, what's a G-Jaw? Dan, a G-Jaw is from E.E. Doc Smith's Lensman series, and it stands for Gravitational Gyroscope. It's what keeps everyone standing up straight on spaceships. Okay, all right. So it's either a gravitational gyroscope, a taser-like weapon used by Jawas, or a personal communication device. It's one of those, amazingly enough, but which one is it? My instinct says Delilah's not lying. Right, and you know your Star Wars shit. A little bit. Yeah. Um, What do you think, Alex? I think think it's actually the the third one. The third one? Yeah, I think it's Adam's. The thing? 
Uh, yeah, just the gravitational, gravitational gyro monkey. Because that actually monkey. sounds familiar to me, so that probably means my brain has betrayed us. But <laughs> I'm just saying that that I feel like it's I a have false heard memory, that. You think? Well, <laughs> I, I have heard. I have heard there okay. the the gravitational gyroscope, and there's some like shortening of it somewhere. G-jaw. I just don't know if it's G-jaw. I don't know. It's more than I got, so yeah, sure. So it's only ten points. <laughs> yeah, you know, points. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, we can, we're just here to have fun. Should we go for number three? It, your decision, like you Captain. said, Adam is a notorious liar. <laughs> it's true. I wouldn't trust anyone with that beard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, he started it. Yeah, by bringing the beard into this. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah. Uh, you sound good. Let's go with uh, Adam the liar. All right. So it's going to be Delilah, and I'm going to be like, I knew it, betrayer. <laughs> your choice is Adam's answer about a gravitational gyroscope. Adam, were you telling the truth? I was so full of shit. Are you yes. kidding? I told you you were. <laughs> All right. Wait. So let's get a quick uh, let's get a quick vote from the audience. How many people think uh, by applause? How many people think it's Delilah's answer? <laughs> oh, that was that was meager. Wow. Well, that leaves one. So, Utini on all of you. <laughs> I mean, I do feel like people should take into account that obviously Delilah knows what she's talking about in regards to Star Wars. True. Uh, how many people like. think that's it's, true? How many people think it's Eric's answer? Cool. Wow, that was uh, that it's, was pretty cut and dry. There, it's, uh, it's amazing how many people don't think it's any of the three. Are we playing? A <laughs> yeah, I, I was actually noticing that <laughs> yeah. there were a bunch of people who were just like, you know, no, apparently not deciding that it was above their pay. All right, <laughs> audience thinks it's Eric Eric's answer about the personal communicator. Eric, were you telling the truth? You're goddamn right. <laughs> All right, oh, damn it, official. Uh, so that's Sorry. ten points down for me. Team One. Sorry, Team One, but you'll get your chance. Yeah, you'll we get will. Your chance for revenge. Wait, 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 wait. There is one thing. Okay, guys, I understand there was a leak in the system. <laughs> so, not naming names. We're going to swap it all around. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. So, you already got your numbers. Okay. I'm yeah. going to text we're, both of you. Hang all right. We're, we're moving on to You guys have a round. We got a round in between. So, first, we're going to go to round three, which is a game of what's the difference. Okay. I'm going to give you two terms. You're just going to tell me what the difference between these two things are. Eric, we're going to start with you. Mm. Eric, what's the difference between a pulsar and a quasar? Are we are we still lying? Or <laughs> <laughs> you can lie as much as you want, just don't get you any points. A pulsar is a celestial uh, thing that <laughs> pulses waves this? in regular. I'm pulses. hoping his doctorate was not in astronomy. <laughs> his fake doctorate. It was um, in quantum theory. What was the other one? <laughs> pulsar and a quasar. Quasar, yeah. Uh, a quasar is a celestial body that quasars. <laughs> you promised me you were going to come to the show drunk, and apparently that happened. So, um, yeah, I, you got all right. So there, there are celestial <laughs> objects. I don't know if I can give you more than a point for that. Can we steal? Um, well, the rest can of your team, if your team has any insight here, they can weigh in. Well, you have a physics degree. I have a freaking music degree. <laughs> Do you? I, I mean, one begins with a P, <laughs> the other begins with a Q. Oh, Do you happen to have God. some sort of like English language related background? Do you have some yeah. word related background? Or, yeah, that's no, good. That's good. I made that word up. If I, okay, <sighs> my professors are gonna hate yeah. me. They already do, and I'm gonna send this to them so they will. Good. Yeah. A pulsar is a star that uh, rotates and then emits radio waves on a uh, on a regular period. A quasar is 
a star that quasars. Not no, that. Stop. A quasar. A star that quasars. Yeah. A quasar is a dead star that has lost its outer shell. Yeah, that was well. A pulsar is a star. That's a good start. Uh, a pulsar is a form of neutron star. It does yeah. pulse. That is hence the definition. A quasar is a form of a galactic mass. It's a yeah. quasi-stellar object. It's we more like right. a black hole. It's like the what's at the center of the universe. We were so right. I was right. Yeah, yeah, we were hundred percent. We, we totally right. knew That's what we were talking incredibly about. Incredibly nitpicky. Scorekeeper, uh, how are we deeming that one? Boy, I, don't, I don't know. It's tricky. I, I don't want to get Adam his PhD revoked in uh, in quasarology. It's but like oh, oh yeah, we're well, the heck uh, out of that one. Oh, let's say it's not even a BS. Yeah, we're saying two points. Oh, it's a BS. Yeah. That's right. This is also where we get mind your P's and Q's from. That's where that phrase lives. <laughs> <laughs> mind your pulsars and quasars. Okay. Well, all right. Then give him three. Three right. points. <laughs> uh, I was right, right about the quasing. Case. C. What's the difference between a pike and a halberd? 42. Uh, a uh, pike. Where's Mike Cole when you need him? Okay. <laughs> a pike is just Somewhere the long weapon that you... you. Yeah. It's just. You, it's, it's, yeah, it's just pointy. I mean, it's like you want to, you do that with it. Yeah. It's a it's a horses. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can do that with a halberd too. Well, yeah, but the halberd's got. Alex, you, you can, can weigh in. This is totally oh, fine. You're on your team. Like, you can help. I've okay. seen Vikings. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Well, you know, so like the, the pike is the extremely long, like, Right, stick it's that like you use to, to like like for killing horses or taking yeah. riders. Or if you have a force pike, it's kill horses. And then the halberd is shorter, but it's got an axe on it. Right. Yeah. So I mean, and it's got a weird shape to the axe. It's not like a standard <sighs> yeah. kind of axe. Otherwise, it would be it's, an it's, axe. It's an axe with a really, really, really long. Yeah. Half. Unless you're talking force pike, in which case it's got like kinetic force. Like this I'm always much. talking force pike. <laughs> That's left and right. Okay. There's no force halberd as far Do as I, I know. Do you happen to know what makes a pike different from a spear? Like, uh, one's got uh, an edged spear point, and the other one is pikes are way longer. Yeah, and yeah. and I think don't they have spears um, are like standard, of... like maybe like yeah, and, and there's one foot to and six isn't there like a metal cap or something? There's something, there's something you don't do with a pike that you do with a spear. Well, you don't Eat throw it. a fucking pike. <laughs> yeah, I mean you could, yeah. but I don't think. Well, I, I, I you guys, you guys very far. <laughs> you guys were all the way there though, so ten points. Well done. Yeah, I'm just like offended. Yeah, I know, this right? point, like, yeah, like all the medieval medievalists listening right now, like, oh, you losers. <laughs> you know what? I don't see them here. A lot of medievalists listening to this podcast. I'll tell you, in the in the Middle Ages too. So, yeah. uh, all right, time. Delilah, what's the difference between a griffin and a chimera? Oh, come griffin on. and a chimera? Indeed. Do you mean a, oh a chimera, not like a chimera like? <laughs> <laughs> what's the difference between a Corvette and a Camaro? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, about, so, th- about like $10,000, $30,000 somewhere in there. A, a gri- <laughs> so a, a griffin has um, an eagle's beak and head and a lion's body and an eagle's wings and a chimera changes shape. Isn't that right? Isn't a chimera just like a thing made of a bunch of parts? Of I think other- that's a manticore. Is it? I don't know. Yeah. Is the chimera the thing with like randomly parts? Yes, why, why are I you asking so. the other? Okay, I can't. <laughs> Chimera is a random kind of goodwill parts sort of animal. <laughs> My eyes will give me away. Eric, did you want to wait? Are, you guys are we discuss? talking the mythological Chimera or... Oh, no, chimera. no, the real Chimera. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, there are no, real things. Real. Yeah, yeah, cool. we are Hello, let yeah, me use my music. Yeah, yeah. But it's very, that's very different. Yeah. So it, but it's similar. In a chimera <laughs> is made of various yeah. parts. They're, they make them in the labs now. Sheep and human chimeras are being made. I'm looking oh, yeah, for sort of the cats that have like the double. It's like a twin cat in the same face. I'm, I'm looking for like sort of the archetypal, but the, the origin of that term, though. 
Casey's waving it's her hand, like but I'm not going to let her right? answer. It has donkey parts. It has it's probably alchemy and ass parts. And stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think the chimera has like the foot of a foot of a lion. The other leg is uh, something else. It's got a scorpion's tail. It's, it's made got, of 99 cat buttholes. There's, there's like a platypus bits in there and ass parts. The legs is sure, packed yeah. Duffy. Do you have an idea in the difference in how they're they're um, perceived too? Like in terms of what what people think of them? Well, or griffins what? are very noble, and chimeras are usually like a a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna give you. Um, I think that's what do we think. Is that worth ten points? All right, ten points. Scorekeeper says ten points. Chimera tend to be more. It's like funny. I was really hoping you would ask me the difference yeah. between like a liger and a tigleon. I was like, come on, animal questions. This is great. Yeah, so the, you were totally right. Griffin has the body, tail, and back legs of a lion, the head and wings of an eagle, and an eagle's talons as its front feet. They guard treasure and are noble creatures, and they go back to like 3000 BC, so they predate chimeras quite a bit. Um, they also exist in there are both male and female griffins, whereas chimeras are usually considered female. They're usually depicted as a lion with the head of a goat coming out of their back, because that seems useful. Uh, and a tail that might end with a snake's head, and they breathe fire, and they're monsters and bad omens, and they originate from the Iliad. I feel like you're getting really judgmental about how mad scientists choose to conduct their business. <laughs> I mean, arbitrarily judgmental is the other name of this show. <laughs> I kill Chimera Seems regularly fair. in Dragon Ball. Chimeras Dragon are sexy, and you up. know it. <laughs> yeah, That's going to be the next thing. We all need to get out and write our Chimera books. <laughs> Chimeras, yeah. All right, Curtis. What's the That's difference me. between Cherubim and Seraphim? Oh, come on. Cherubim and Seraphim. Seraphim. Um, seraphim. Yeah, they're like chubby babies. Yeah, they're like the cherubs. chubby cupid babies. And the seraphim are like the scary big angels. Is that right? With like the fiery yeah. swords. They're like the higher order of angels. Right, right, right. Sure. One, one wants to shoot you full of arrows full of love and hang around you while you're draped over a, a fainting couch. And then the other one is like... Come to Jesus. <laughs> right, I'm, I'm pretty sure in, de in, in, depi in depictions of angels and paintings, you see the butts of cherubim and never the butts of seraphim. That is too undignified. No yeah. one wants to see seraphim. But there is fan fiction of that. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Uh, I will say Anne Rice has written it. You're doing pretty well there. I'd say you have like seven or eight points. There's one particular feature of seraphim that uh, I wonder if you know. That like sets them apart. Don't they have larger wings? They, they have. I, I think Seraphim were the ones that have lots of wings. Like oh, they have multiple four wings. Do you have a number? I'll, I'll buy I want to say four. Four. I think. I think. Isn't it or six? I'm like I'm only Catholic <laughs> by association. Like I don't. Uh, that is pretty close, Glenn. Ruling. Oh, I, I think this gets them to like nine. They're so close. So close. What do you I, think? I'm. I'm. Eight? I'm going to say. Don't they have halos? <laughs> Oh, I think everyone has This is the point where they just start throwing out things to try to get that last one, aren't they? I'm going to say nine points. Um, you're totally right. You got the, the seraphim are the higher rank. Um, cherubim are the second highest. But actually, the baby thing came later. Like, they were just, they're well, mentioned they're really, sort of off Because it, it was just like weird dudes who wanted to paint them as babies because they wanted to like paint babies with wings because it was before Precious Moments <laughs> figures came out. <laughs> had to come from somewhere. There's at least one in every like era. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And seraphim do have, you're right, they have more wings. They have six wings and uh, they stand in the presence of God. They fly. So, on the throne. So seraphim are actually from the family Arachnidae. <laughs> <laughs> actually, no, I'm sorry, Insecta, because Arachnidae would they would have eight. Yeah, insect angels. That's not going to give me nightmares. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right, move along, Adam. Yo, Adam. Adam, what's the difference between? I got three for you: an axe, a hatchet, and a hand axe. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Because we like these. An axe, a hatchet, and, and I'm sorry. And a hand axe. A hand axe? Alex is vibrating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I knew enough not to give Alex this question. <laughs> I tried to do my research. All right. 
<laughs> this is gonna be good. <laughs> and axe, all shit. right. Let's and axe, see, see, you can sit in judgment of me after I screw this up in front of everyone. Okay. So, an axe has a handle about the size uh, of an of a, an adult arm, and it has only a blade. A hatchet is about the length of a forearm, and it's got one of those. It's got like a. a blade in front and one of those sort of little gnarly curled back ends and a hand axe is, I don't know, a smaller axe. <laughs> What's for cutting off hands? Yes. <laughs> it's specialized. It's quite handy for that, yeah. Uh, uh, you're, you're, you're pretty close. The, you, the other side of the hatchet, uh, can you tell me a little more about that? <sighs> you don't have I'm going to use a blunt. Is yeah, it like it's a hammer? Like a mall hammer kind it's of. Got a, it's got a, 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 a hammer head on the back end. Yeah, I'm gonna say that's ten points. Woo! So a hand, so, an axe, so, what is, is an axe? So is two-handed. don't mess with Adam. <laughs> an axe is two-handed. A hand axe is a one-handed axe, as you guess. <laughs> and a hatchet is distinct in that it has a, a hammer on the backside for striking things. Okay, that's it. Nice well, to know. Is that Alex? Is that okay? Did that pass muster? You're gonna you're judging oh, okay. me. I know. Yeah. I that for, for since this is a podcast, you couldn't see me making the wiggly hand gesture like. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right, Alex, last one's for you. All right. Oh, boy. What's the difference between an incantation and an invocation? Oh. oh. You, can, you can talk on the mics, guys. It's yeah. fine. It's, it's, There's no it's, secrets here. It's encanting versus invoking. Yeah, so invoking yeah. is like... One, one that's is, as good as the uh, Pulsar and Quasar right, no, answer no, so no, far. No, no. I'm just so, setting the stage for... <laughs> I'm so hungry. I, I want to say one is... Um, Silent and one is uh, actually verbal. Well, well, and actually, the, the other thing I should say is, is like, are we talking World of Warcraft style know, or right? like, <laughs> are we talking actual witchcraft? Like, what's yeah, like yeah, context is important. Depending on the context, the answers are very different. Are we talking D and D? We're talking like like definitions, like word definitions. Okay, right. but it's stuff dictionary. Like, so, the, like, so in an like, invocation, you're actually invoking a higher power. You're calling upon a higher power to give to lend you their power so that you can use it, or you are invoking a natural force, as opposed to an incantation, which is more like a traditional spell kind of thing, where you're like chanting a bunch of shit, and that's going to make the magic happen. Like prestidigitation is a incantation. Yeah. Ten points. The key thing with an incantation is it requires words. And the key thing with the invocation, as you pointed out, was that it summons something or conjures something. I think we have reached the end of round three. Glenn, score update, please. Well, uh, it should be no surprise with this group that they are evenly matched. Axes versus pulsars or, or some connection here. That's the, uh, the next uh, tabletop game that's going to sweep the nation. We have a score of 54 and 54. It is even Ooh, going into I round four. Me. Wager wisely. Yes. So round four is the second of our fake-off rounds. Fake-off part 13. Jason's Revenge. I don't know. I keep trying to come up with these. This is Team 2's chance to bid for points. Once again, you can bid between 1 and 10 points on your knowledge of the following category. If you get the answer right, you will get those number of points. If you don't, you will lose those number of points. Uh, your category is Fantastic Materials. What do you think, Captain? Play this game. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go with your gut. Five? All right, I heard five points. <clears throat> your word is Quendiar. And your first definition comes from Case. So I'm gonna say right now that I've never known how to say this, 
before. So. I might be wrong, but that's what I think I saw. Thank you. Well, yeah. okay. I mean, if you're wrong, then we're both wrong. But I'll get I'll get mail. It's fine. Yeah. No, it's cool. Okay. So, um, in Robin McKinley's The Hero and the Crown and the Blue Sword, I don't know if you've ever read it. Please do. It, right. Game changers. Right. Everything. Um, the Quendiar. When you know, when it's got letters in it that are different. I don't. <laughs> in my head, it's like. Quindell something something. Um, they are the artifacts, the um, cups by which uh, both Aaron and uh, Haramad Sol um, get in touch with. Uh, I don't want to say the spirits because that's not right, but like the the forces that show them what they need to see in order to become the heroes that they become. All right, so it could be some artifacts for getting in touch with some some spirit or forces. Yeah, of, uh, I don't. It, it's just magic. They never give it a name. Okay. Like the force, or something. could could be that. Could be something else. Curtis, what's a Quendiar? Yeah, uh, Quendiar is ac- actually it's a, an indestructible but very light material that can be created by channeling magic. Yeah, that's a ticket. <laughs> All right, <laughs> it's an indestructible but very light material that can be created by channeling, as you said, or it's a cup for talking to the the force. As it were. Yeah. As yeah, it were. We'll call it the force. I like it. Could be something else. Alex, what's Quendiar? So Quendiar comes from one of the later books of the Sword of Truth series. And in it, Richard Rawl basically like distills down kind of like his individuality and determination to make a substance that will emit an extremely pure light. Ooh, okay. All right. So it could be a substance that emits very pure light. It could be a indestructible but like super light material. Uh, or it could be uh, a, a artifacts for talking to the, the force. Pa- the force. We're going with the force. We're going with the force. And it is one of those, but it is up to you, team two, to figure out which one. All right. Well, I think, first of all, Curtis's uh, confidence in his answer, I'm kind of leaning towards him because he just sounds like he really believes it. <laughs> <laughs> I, have you heard him talk though? He always sounds. He like always sounds. Have you played poker with, with Curtis? Like or? Black is white, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! What now? Up is down. What do y'all think? There I make a uh, general About policy of. Hey, we're talking here. <laughs> oh, sorry. Are you still here? Okay. Go, go ahead. I make a general policy of believing uh, essentially everything that comes out of Casey's mouth is horseshit. <laughs> um, I'm not sure that I am going to waver from that policy. She's winking at me. <laughs> it could be a clever um, ruse to go and make, yeah, throw wheels, us off. Wheels within the know. onion, man. I know you um, Yeah, I, I'm kind of leaning towards Curtis, too, as being the right one, but Captain? I have no idea, but Adam brought me a cake last year, so I'm just going to go with Adam's answer and support him. So he'll bring me more cake. <laughs> is that like reverse bribery? What is that? <laughs> Ex- Maybe. You know, the thing is, either way, we lose. It's even if we win or we lose, you still get cake. So sure, what the hell? I the cake you. is true. <laughs> no, it's not. What do you, so what do you think? Because Delilah's sure. saying she has red in her ledger, so she needs to. All right. <laughs> no, I'm just saying I, I'm hungry and I like cake. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think a sentiment we can all get behind. Uh, all right. So you're going with Curtis's answer of Quindiar that's instructable, instructable, but very light material. Curtis, is that correct? Sadly, yes. That is correct. <laughs> and that was a full 10 points, I believe. Oh, oh sorry. Five points. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't add. That's why I have a scorekeeper. Fortunately, he can add. All right. That By is the way, end of round four. 
Glenn, we've got one round left, but give us these scores before we go into that round. It remains tight. That last round put Team 2 a little ahead with 59 points. Team 1 is 54. There's plenty of points in this last round to catch up. We got this. All right. Round 5 is a game I'm calling Sudden Ends. And it's actually submitted by a listener, Grace Cho. Thank you, Grace. Um, when you remove the last letter from a book title, it often sounds way more interesting. I'm going to give you the plot of the new story created by that, and you're going to give me the title of that book. So I'm taking an actual book. Okay. I'm chopping the last letter off, okay. and I'm telling you now what that describes. Fish. As an example, if I gave you the plot, this story recounts the tale of a talented young musician and magic user as he attempts to secure victory at all costs. It would be The Name of the Win. What? The Name of the Wind. It's, it's a little book. You might not have heard of it. It's not very popular. I heard Mame, and I'm like, ouch. <laughs> are we Are we, we on board with this? Yeah, no, we're, we're not. Yeah, on board's yeah. not the right word. You're doing it either way. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, official. Good. Case, we're starting with you. If you lose, you buy me a drink. Just one? You want to go high for that? Like <laughs> Double or nothing. <laughs> you're on. Bring All right, Case, you're up. Here's your plot. Revived after many years to solve a murder, this former soldier in a new body first has to fill up on pasta and bread. Broke out. That's fine. That's my goal. Guys, you can talk yeah, on mic. There's yeah. no secret. No, it's, it's, the, it's the Netflix show that's on now. Oh, come on. Give me Yeah, a... Altered Carbon. Oh, Altered Carbo. Yeah. Yeah. That's terrible. Altered Carbo. Nice. That's... Well done. Okay, wow. I haven't seen it yet because I need to binge it all at once and I've been on deadlines. So it's also a book, just so we're clear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah sure, like sure, I sure. I time to read. I, you look like you have time to do a lot of things that you might enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. Wow, that's... I am totally improvised. I, I feel like that was the most hostile compliment <laughs> I've ever heard. <laughs> I should not be allowed to like, talk unscripted is the I bet problem. your parents were really nice people. <laughs> hey, hey, Dan. Dan. Yeah, Case? I'll see you at the bar. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm probably going to all of you drinks by the end of this. All right. Eric. Eric, a, a brilliant young girl, her brother and her friend, travel through dimensions to rescue her father and the CEO of Apple. <laughs> wrinkle and Tim. Wrinkle and Tim. Dan, it's Wrinkle and Tim. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate the stentorian delivery on that. Well done, 10 points. Curtis. After a young boy's family dies, he is adopted by a cemetery of monsters who teach him how to jump out and scare people by yelling. What? The, oh, the graveyard boo. <laughs> the graveyard boo is correct. Could well also done. be a rap song. I, guess. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that one. How's I it go? I actually knew that one, so it means that the one I get will be what I'm like. I've never no, no. Got you we're, Yeah, we're a team. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Team! We'll even talk on mics. <laughs> That's Better late than never. <laughs> <laughs> Delilah. In this installment of a young wizard's adventures, he sneaks into a dangerous competition where the winner gets a pine tree shaped mug. <laughs> Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, uh, Adam got that one. Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fur. <laughs> Ten points. Well done. That's wonderful. Alex, a remote island with some dangerous but anachronous beasts proves the perfect place to open a golf course. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my captain, oh, captain, island, my captain uh, will be speaking uh, for me. 
Jurassic Park. Uh, <laughs> ten points. That one was my favorite. All right, that's yeah. beautiful. Adam, I left you the the, the best one. For I know. Last. I know. So it's the worst, right? In this classic <laughs> graphic novel, a cadre of violent vigilantes are really into exhibitionism. <laughs> oh, that's <nice. laughs> oh. Wow. Okay. You broke him! Twice. Watch me. <laughs> I, I am. What's the answer? <laughs> Ten points. Watch me. Is correct. Oh my God. Well done. Oh, I knew the hangover and the sleep deprivation would pay off. <laughs> Glenn, I think that's the end of the game, and I, I feel like that was a pretty good round for everybody. Yeah, everybody did very well in that round. We all had a lot of fun, but there's going to be one team that wins, and that is Team 2 with 89 points. Team 2, Woo! a close second with 84. Well played, everyone. Damn, I'm thirsty. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well done. Thank All you right. so much to my panelists and to my scorekeeper, Glenn Fleischman. Woo! As a reminder, if you'd like to send us emails, suggest questions or rounds, you can reach us at inconceivable at theaccomparable.com or we're on Twitter as at incon underscore receivable. Just this is an underscore, you don't spell it because that would be <laughs> insane. Uh, thanks so much to everybody who came out at Ever City Comic Con for our live show, and we'll see you next time. Woo!